And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, episode number 23. You don't know what this is by now by the sound of my voice. You obviously been sleeping underneath a rock. This is Mr. Six Foot Nine, JT the Godfather, your host. Joined, of course, by my two co hosts, Mr. Dre Bars. Yo, yo, I'm back in the building after like a six episode hiatus. Hello, juice boxes. Daddy's home. And of course, to my right, as usual, Mr. Always Down to do the podcast, Mr. Ryan Mack. Yes, sir. I am back. I'm back in black. And word to the wise, don't turn your back on the wolf pack. That's right. And shout out to ACDC for the theme music for today. Of course, we didn't clear it, so we possibly may be sued, but who cares? Now they're old. So with, that being, money. <laughs> with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it's what you've been waiting for. We've been promoting it all week, all over Twitter, all over Instagram, various other social media outlets. We have the man of the hour. All the way from Barkleyville, representing the Barkley Nation, we have Wes Barkley. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. I appreciate you guys having me on. No problem. Oh, no problem. Thanks no problem for at all. Of course, of course. So the biggest thing here for us, we're not going to talk about what's going on inside the NBA. No one cares right now what's going on with LeBron. <laughs> Right. Decision. <laughs> I mean, you know, that'll be Tuesday. Right. No one cares about Paul George inside of OKC. No, we're not here to talk about basketball. We're here to talk about a little something like we like to call professional wrestling. And yes, I said sir. that with a southern accent. <laughs> professional. So with, that, so with that being said, Wes, you're on the show. Yes, sir. Barkley Nation wants to know. Mark, the Marks out there definitely want to know. <laughs> How did you get started into this business? What did you see that made me say, you know what? I don't mind taking a thousand bumps on the on my back. Man, I was actually talking to someone the other day about this. Like my first memory uh, with pro wrestling, I was actually Stone Cold Steve Austin for kindergarten. So what was I like <laughs> four, four or five years old? I mean, bald cap and all, you know, so I was what, four or five years old and I was hooked since then. And then. You know, just always wanted to do it. And uh, I think it was October of 2016, I signed up for the AIW school, the AIW Academy, right after Johnny Gargano's last match. And just started training for about a year and a half, and then finally got the big opportunity uh, at the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tag Team Tournament. Now, what people may not know, that's actually the first place I actually met you. Yeah, right outside. Right outside, and I'm, I'm just sitting out there taking the smoke, and you're sitting there, and you just got through having your match, and I'm just now getting there, and you were telling me about the match. I'm, like, kind of pissed that I missed it because I wanted to get there early, but I had to work that day. And, you know, mm. outside of this podcast, I do have a normal life. I have bills. That's how it work. goes. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> so uh, so my, uh, my, my next big thing, man, because I'm not, I'm not sure how this happened, but man, you have spread it like wildfire all throughout this state of Ohio and even past the state of Ohio because all I hear every time I go to a show is we want Wes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's actually pretty crazy. It's surreal to even say, you know, I just go out there and give it all I got and you know, do whatever I can to get the win and people have been hooked and Barkley Nation just spread like wildfire, like you're saying. So it's 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 awesome, honestly. Hmm. 
Yeah, JT, if I could jump in real quick. Um, the last AIW event, uh, JT and I both went, and uh, you were obviously there. You were there in a big way. You sold 100 tickets to that event at AIW. You had a huge crowd for you right there. Are you from Mentor or, or, or Mentor? I'm sorry, not from the area. I know you get corrected if you say that uh, out that way and whatnot. But how did you manage to uh, bring up that crowd in for that event? Um, honestly, I, I hit it with an old school approach. Um, you know, a lot of people do social media marketing. I did a little bit of that, you know, I just put on Instagram and, you know, some friends and people I've met throughout the years, um, in Cleveland and whatnot, uh, we're like, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. But also it was just doing appearances and like, you know, going out into bars and clubs and whatnot and talking to people and go, you know, Hey, if you're not doing anything, what was it? Uh, June 30, what was that? June 22nd. June, yeah, June 22nd. You guys got to be there, you know? And they're like, yeah, I want to see this. And Barkley Nation just spread, you know? One person there told two people, and two people told, you know? They, I don't know how the old saying goes, but you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, Barkley Nation, we love it. And, uh, you know, I'll mention that uh, there were a lot of attractive girls in the Barkley Nation, too, so we don't mind uh, seeing that. But um, <laughs> that, Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I did have a question about that. I don't know if there was a little bit of resentment or if it's just or if they're just ribbing your brother, but um, I did see you might have a little bit of heat with some AIW fans bringing all these ladies in and some preppy folks and things like that. I've been seeing some uh, some shots sent your way, if you will. Um, I mean, I don't know why anyone would be mad about, uh, beautiful women being in the crowd. You know, I really <laughs> don't know where that's coming from, but yeah, I mean, if people come out and they cheer and boo, whoever they want, support who they like, hate who they don't. I mean, that's, that's all that matters, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a with hot crowd. It was a sellout and, uh, you were a big reason for that. So yeah, I don't know why anybody would be upset, but Hey, um, yeah. Uh, your name, uh, we didn't even mention it in the intro. Maserati West. Awesome. Yeah. Um, do you own a Maserati? What was that? <laughs> do you own a Maserati? No, I do not own a Maserati. It was just a nickname <laughs> uh, that, you know, I got when I was playing sports in high school and whatnot. People were like, oh, this dude's like a Maserati, Maserati West. And I just kind of stuck with it through there. Gotcha. But uh, I have some other uh, cars or just one car that's pretty nice. So, nice. you know, it's, it's whatever. Well, just a Jeep, Jeep souped up, you know what I mean? Jeep West doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and Maserati's like a – if people don't know what it is, I'm not a huge car guy, but a Maserati is like a really slick car. I mean, this is like uh, one of the original James Bond cars. Like, people think of BMWs, but the original James Bond car that he would ride in and the fucking machine guns would come out of the, you know, the different spots in it and everything, that was a Maserati. That's like one of the cars where it's like, you know, I mean – an average guy could have like a Lexus or a Mercedes or something like that. If you want to tack on like an extra hundred bucks onto your car payment, or whatever. <laughs> you can do that. But a Maserati, that's a rich guy car right there. That's like, if I ever really made it big, I would get a Maserati because that's an awesome car. You summed it up perffectly with the James Bond and the adjective slick. You know, I mean, that's kind of how I live my life. So there you go. <laughs> and that's, and that's kind of like how you are inside that ring, man, because I actually got to see you inside that ring of men and man, I'm I'm just watching this match, and I'm watching you, and you're you're moving faster than butter, <laughs> just in and between the ropes. I'm like, God damn, you know, it's a it's, it's a good thing, you know, I wasn't too far gone, and I'm just gonna leave it there. But you know, I'm I'm very I'm very good, glad I was able to catch this because man, you you had one spot, and the one spot in particular, Ryan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He goes on top of the balcony. <laughs> Man. I remember. I'm like, Jesus, I can already see what this is going to head at. Yeah. 
So so you push so so you push the guy. Gary the, the Gary the King Baller. Yeah, he was giving me some trouble up there. <laughs> you know, I had to punch him a couple times and thank God he you know, his fingers lost grip and he fell onto everybody. So, you know, that saved me because he wanted to suplex me down and if he suplexed me down, I definitely wouldn't have won the match, but you know, I might have been I might have been hurt for a little longer than just that week, you know. <laughs> yes. And I'm watching I'm watching Jerry the King baller and he falls off. I mean once those fingertips slip, the kind of remind me of uh, mm-hmm. a little bit of Lion King and uh Mufasa and uh Scar getting thrown off the hill there. Yeah. But he falls off. You go back up to the top and you jump off the top and you land on these guys and the crowd what was going through your mind? Well, yeah, definitely hurt. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that was pretty brutal, but I was like, look, no consequences as a collective unit. They're definitely faster than me. You know, they got the parts where they're stronger than me. You know, they, I don't know if they get outthink me. You know, uh, Wes Barkley's always a step ahead. You know what I mean? But uh, I said, if I can do this jump and get down on them, I could definitely get an advantage for my team. We can get that win. So, but like I was saying before, I don't know if I got cut off before that, but I'm scared uh, of heights. So when I was up there, I said, I just got to do this, you know. There's, there's no going back now, so. I mean, yeah, there's there's no turning back once you're that high up inside, you know, that that high up period. The crowd's already waiting for it. I mean, yeah. oh, if you go that high up, and you don't jump, it's almost like, uh, what the hell are you climb up there for? Yeah, but, they, uh, yeah you, you come down and it's over with. They're going to boo, boo you out the building. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, now, one thing, one thing I will say, uh, once that spot ended, man, I saw, I saw you limping. Yeah, you were limping pretty, pretty hard back into that ring, and even after the match, even after the whole show was over, how badly did you get hurt, man? So it started. I've always kind of had a little knee issue, uh, MCL. It's probably been bugging me for about two months now, a month and a half, uh, my left knee. But it's nothing too serious. You know, I can definitely get through it. And I was feeling great Friday. Um, and then, you know, especially having Barkley Nation there, I was feeling on top of the world. But uh, when I was, I was in the ring with Trey Lamar, and I went to hit him with the right kick, he caught it, spun me around, and I gave him like a kick to the body. But when I twisted, I felt that knee kind of jerk a little bit. Nothing crazy, no pop or anything, but I just felt a little unstable. So then, you know, jumping off, I couldn't get as much jump, and I kind of felt something in the air, and landing was brutal. So um, I'm feeling better today. You know, this is, what, a week later? Um, I'm feeling better now, but it was it was rough that night and the day after. It was, it was terrible, so. Oh, well, it's always – it's definitely always the day after. I mean, me, myself, being a former athlete, know everything about knee injuries uh, myself. Had the MCL issue and the ACL. It's nothing to with at all. I mean, you know, I'm a six foot nine guy who played basketball, who played football, and in the instant, going away. Yeah. But uh, another thing, another thing about that whole ordeal, man, is even even after the match, the class, the the class that you all showed after the match, man, was by far some of the best class that, that I've seen. Because you, you, have, you have guys that, you know, you, you have guys after a match, they finish, they pack their bags, they go home, and they they leave as soon as their match is over. But you actually stayed all the way to the end. Yes, sir. You know, and I definitely, definitely really, uh, definitely really respect that. Well, I appreciate you bringing that up. Thanks for, you know, thanks for the compliment on that. But, you know, I just wanted to, especially when, Everyone came out to Manor. You know, it's a little further than a regular location. I just wanted to, 
anyone wanted to talk after, say hi. You know, I appreciate them coming out and let them know that, you know, we got another show coming up next month. So, yeah, man, we, we definitely did. Definitely did appreciate that. Now, the other the other thing is, is how big is Barkley Nation getting? Barkley Nation. I don't know. I've, I'm thinking there's a comma in it already now. I'm, you know, I'm going for two commas. Hopefully there'll be a million people in Barkley Nation one day. But right now, <laughs> maybe around 10,000. So. We'll see. Oh, man, shit. That, I can't. I can't count it all. But, but yeah, when when they did the census of Barkleyville, you know, the National Bureau came in and did the census, and I think it was 2015. <laughs> it was around 11,000, 10,000 people. So we haven't done a we haven't done a census since, but you know, we'll we'll <laughs> add it up. Wow. And I've heard it's expanding exponentially. You know. Yeah. Probably like well, ten times right now. Wildfire, brother. Wildfire. <laughs> Well, speaking of how big can it get, uh, I had a question as far as how big or how high can it go for Maserati West? What are your goals in AIW? Uh, do you have any targets, people you haven't had matches with yet, you know, that you got your eye on? Uh, perhaps someone in the production. I've heard rumors that uh, the road to the absolute title might be going through one Magnum CK mm. in a few weeks. So perhaps we see a match there in the future. That would be that would be awesome. Uh, I'll start at the beginning though with the question. Uh, AIW definitely is the premier uh, independent professional wrestling company in the United States or even the world for that matter. So they always are bringing in the top talent. So when I'm lucky enough to just be on the match or on the card with anybody, I know it's going to be a good match and definitely a good learning experience and also a good uh, test for me, you know, to show what I got. So. That's the first part of the question. Second part is definitely, like you're saying, is the gold. You know, that's that's why I do this. You know, I want to be on the top of the mountain, and it doesn't really matter who I have to step on to get up there, you know, but I'm going to make my way up to the top. So there's that. And then the production, I mean, me and Magnum CK have a pretty solid relationship right now, but, you know, he's a, he's a great guy. Uh, always has given me advice and, and uh, you know, knowledge that I can use in the ring and outside of the ring. And uh, I would love to wrestle him, but, right, you know, it, it just depends because he's got the production and I don't really have a squad. So it's, it's already an unfair battle there. You know what I mean? He's got four other members of the production. They can get me at any angle. You know, even before the show starts, they can attack me. So maybe if I had a team, maybe we could do something there. But, uh, you know, that's, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm a little hesitant when I'm answering this question because you never know where the production's up to. That's true. That's true. And, you know, you're, you're a thinking man's wrestler, I can tell. You know, you don't just want to, you know, uh, as uh, speaking of the production, um, you know, have your mouth write a check that your ass can't cash, you know? Yes, sir. I, so, <laughs> yeah. But a uh, little shout out to uh, PB Smooth there. There you go. Um, so, cool. Good answer. I appreciate that. Um, no problem. A favorite guy you've worked with in AIW so far? Um. So I'm only I've only had the two matches. Uh, the first match was was amazing. You know, we got a debut, the student scramble. Uh, that was an awesome match. Zach Thomas, just a brute, you know, just an animal there. You got to stay out of his way. That dude will tear you up. And he damn near broke me in half with the powerbomb. So <laughs> that was brutal. Tom Quando, TKD, he almost kicked my head off. But that dude has the most lethal kicks I've, I've seen so far in wrestling ring. And then Ryder Reed, he's just unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen with him. So that was the debut match, and it was awesome wrestling those guys. And then I had him as my team the last show against No Consequences. So we had a little dynamic there, you know, where I could 
And like you said, the thinking man's wrestler, I kind of could see who I'm wrestling, what I could do. You know, let me throw Tom Quando in here. He'll throw some kicks. He'll slow one of these bigger guys down, you know, or one of these faster guys down, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I'd probably have to say, I mean, favorite, I don't know if it's favorite. It's more of maybe we're not, we don't have finished business, but it'd probably be Josh Bishop because, you know, he was, we, we had something going about a year ago, me and him, we were, we were good buddies. And then he kind of bailed off on me and started doing the no consequences thing. And they've been tearing up AIW into the independent professional wrestling. And, uh, you know, I don't really agree with how they get down sometimes. You know, they're they're awesome as a collective unit, but just the respect and whatnot, some of that stuff, I really can't get on board with that. And, you know, there might have been offers for me to join. You know, that's alleged, and that could be we could go into details on that, but it's whatever. But mm-hmm. I just said, you know what, I can't really get down with what you guys are doing. And, you know, Josh Bishop was showing a lot of disrespect at the last show to not only me, but everyone in Barkley Nation. So maybe something mm-hmm. there. So. You know, I hope that answers the question enough, but. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you're not picking up exactly everything they're putting down is what you're saying. A little uh, exactly. little DDP hesitant to join the NWO sort of thing, even though you got a little uh, relationship uh, going on there, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we could definitely, definitely say that. Now, speaking <laughs> of promotions, what yeah. all promotions have you worked for besides AIW? I mean, there's there's other promotions out there, but. What other promotions have you been to? And the other question to go on with this two-parter is, what what promotions do you look forward to working with? Okay. Um, so, luckily enough, I got the win at my debut match, and that kind of set me up for a little success there. Nothing too crazy, but it helped me out. And like you said, the Barkley Nation was spreading up wildfire on Twitter and all the social media and whatnot, so I definitely got some opportunities, and I've been – Pretty much wrestling ever since then. So, been wrestling every weekend. So, right after that, I went to Nova Pro down in Virginia. It was awesome. I got a pre show match there where I could kind of show what I had and hopefully get some opportunities there in the future. Didn't, Speaking of I Nova didn't, Pro. yeah, what's up? Ain't there, ain't there where that, remember JT, we met that lady that when we went to the AIW show? Ain't that where she's from? That's right. She, she was from uh, Virginia and she, uh, she was telling me that at Nova Pro Wrestling, was what was their home base for their for their indie wrestling? Yeah, and you got the chance to wrestle on their on their on their card during the pre-show. Yeah, so it was a Commonwealth Cup tournament. They brought in some of the top independent professional wrestlers from Tracy Hot Sauce uh, Williams to Nick Gage to PCO to Homicide. You know, it was a pretty star-studded event. Um, I was supporting my guy, Dominic Arini, uh, from the AIW Academy. He won in the first round. Fortunately, couldn't put a, pull it off in the second round, but we were there supporting him. And luckily enough, I got on the pre-show match, showed what I had. Didn't get the win, but I think I, you know, I showed him what Barkley Nation was all about. So yes, that, was, that was good. And that weekend, uh, another wrestler, Kirk Stallion, uh, unfortunately got hurt in his first round match. And he was scheduled to go against another No Consequences member, AJ Gray. Do you guys know AJ Gray? So that was Sunday in Tennessee at Southern Underground Pro, which is an awesome company in Tennessee, Nashville. They run on Sundays. It's an awesome crowd, awesome wrestlers, awesome promoters. Um, you know, I can't talk them up enough because it's a lot of fun there. So I got to wrestle AJ Gray. Um, unfortunately, again, I didn't get the win there, but, you know, there might have been some funny business. But it kind of all started, said, Kurt Stallion said he couldn't wrestle so, yeah, he said, Wes, you like money. I said, you know I love money, Kurt. 
He said, all right, you need to take out AJ Gray. Do whatever you can. We can for our next match, you know, because they've been, they've been going at it for a couple months now. So I got, went out there. I did what he said. Didn't get the win, but, you know, I don't think AJ Gray is going to be 100% in their next match. Good man. Great, because I actually did uh, get the chance to see him wrestle doing, doing the Jay, Jay Gullet tournament here uh, this past one, which was a very great tournament that AIW put on. Very but, good. Uh, so shout out to him. Now, you're telling me the story in Nashville. I actually had the chance to stay in Nashville for a couple of years. Uh, love Nashville. My thing is I had no idea how big the indie scene was until I moved to Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. So this is this is how I found out how big the indie scene was. When I set foot here in Cleveland, Ohio, and I hear names for Johnny Gargano's, and I hear names of EC3, and yeah. so on and so on. Abyss, another Cleveland original. Uh, which, yeah, people, a lot of people don't even know that Abyss is originally from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just hearing all these people coming out of Cleveland, and then it just dawned on me. It's Cleveland, the next mecca for all of the pro wrestlers to come out of. Because it seems like Cleveland is producing great pro wrestlers right now. And they're, not producing, they're not just producing any pro wrestlers. No, they're actually producing great. He's free as uh, far as uh, the wrestlers that, that have been coming uh, out. Wes fell off again. I mean, uh, me personally, oh, just, just looking at just looking at, uh, of course, uh, you know, Raymond, uh, sorry, uh, the, the war. Raymond, Raymond Rowe. Rowe. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just getting all tongue-blown. <laughs> he's, he's originally from Cleveland. I'm just looking. So is this place the next mecca for, for I guess, for wrestlers to come out and make it big? Because it's see A lot of, a lot of good talent here, man. A lot of good talent. Definitely. I mean, it's been hot you know you could say from the names of josh prohibition and uh matt cross i'm dog you know they've been tearing it up going all over the place you mentioned some names johnny gargano ec3 ray Rowe. they're making waves and then like i said aiw you know a lot of homegrown talent but then they get to go against some of the best independent professional wrestlers and you know show what they got so i definitely agree with cleveland and aiw being you know the prominent promotions and in independent professional wrestling yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Without without a doubt, just just from everything that that I've seen thus far, uh, just just being at these shows. Now, the next big. Uh, I'm sorry. The next question I actually have for you would be is uh, this: during during your time actually wrestling, mm-hmm. has there ever been has there ever been a time where where you thought a person was completely just completely just uh, shooting? just shooting on you basically intentionally trying to hurt you i mean i think when we go out there you know everyone's trying to get the win whatever it takes um so i've been hit hard but i just kind of hit it hard back you know it's nothing really too crazy when i'm in that ring you know like you said you know the championship yada 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 you know you want to get to that spot so you got to do anything in your power to get there so if it means bending the rules or doing this that and the other that's that's how some guys play and Wes Barkley just kind of does his thing, and, you know, he'll give it right back. 
Hey, look, I definitely agree with that. You push yeah, right. me, I'm going to push you just a little bit more harder. Yeah. You push me <laughs> harder, then I'm just going to lift you up on the, out, uh, off your feet and just uh, throw you on the ground. There it goes. That's how I six foot nine. That's just our roll, man. That's just our hey, roll. I'm sorry. That's, right. that's, why I had to, that's why I had to go up on that balcony. You know, that Gary the King Baller wanted to suplex me off that. So I said, hey, I'm jumping on everybody. I'm taking you all out. There you go. There you go. Hey, as Stone Cold would say, you get that potato, you better let them know there's a receipt coming. Yes, sir. And Wes <laughs> Barkley's on that sweet potato diet, brother. Let me tell you something. Ooh, yams. Ooh. <laughs> now, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, how do you, how how did you guys stay so fit? Because me personally, myself, I can't be inside the ring right now, and nor would I want to get in the ring being 31 years old. I could get in there. I'm in great shape. <laughs> Oh man, it's it's brutal. A lot of guys do a lot of different things. Um, you know, I try to get to the weight room at least four days a week. Um, get in there, do some heavy weights, compound movements, yada yada yada. You know that that type stuff. I got to get in the the ring uh, and train. You know, hit the ropes and do some cardio there. That's something I've been lacking on. I haven't been getting up to training that much. Wes Barkley's been celebrating these wins a little too much. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. <laughs> Two and zero oh in AIW. I'm undefeated. I'm having the time of my life right now. After the first show, I went straight to Honolulu, Hawaii, with two of Cleveland's most beautiful women. You know, I kind of premeditated that win a little bit, bought the tickets, but I said, I got this. Barkley Nation came out in full effect. We went out there. So I was partying a little too much, but, you know, now, you know, I see it. And when you guys are saying, you know, who I'd like to take on, you know, I got to be in the peak performance if I would to take on a Magnum CK or someone like that size and that stature and that good in the ring. So – the weight room, the ring, and then the diet. The diet's key. You know, I was eating some donuts last week. I, I ripped a 12-pack of donuts. That's the West Barkley signature. That's that, <laughs> Hey, some say that might not be good. Some say it might be good, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I got the win, and that's all that matters. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a full-time job doing this. So, I, okay. But okay, I love I it. But I love it. But I love it. I got a question for you, yes, sir. Mr. Maserati. Yep. Can I call you Mr. Maserati? Yes, sir. Okay. Actually, some of your, I, I like that. So you know I come up with good nicknames. Yeah. So who were some of your biggest influences in wrestling? Like, what, you know, who influences you, like, today or, like, you know, to really, you know, like, to yeah. make you wrestle? Like, who's your influence? I watch, you I watch now, you know, when I'm actually having to break – to do film study i watch a lot of different stuff now to uh uh-huh. get some new innovative holds and whatnot so uh-huh. that's a little different but like what you're going off of you know i said earlier stone cold that kind of just gave me that attitude you know okay. where I, I was like i'm not you tell me to do something i'm right. not only gonna so you, say hell no but i'm gonna say right. here's a middle finger too so you, you know? base your you base your character off of a stone cold i mean my right. character is just me turned up to 11 so it's just everything that's come into my life right. thus far so Stone Cold, and then I kind of had a little swagger from the Outsiders. You know, Scott Hall was ooh, definitely ooh, my guy ooh, growing oh, up. <laughs> yeah, so that kind of stopped me my swagger. But, uh, okay. you know, I got I, – I liked the little Jeff Jarrett. He got me going a little cocky. But my, my <laughs> one of my all-time guys who I had the pleasure to meet, um, there was like this thing when I was living in Cleveland back in the day. I, I left here for a little bit, and I was uh-huh. going city to city and whatnot. But I was probably around uh, – eight years old i'd say right i was probably around eight years old mm-hmm. and there was the the cleveland uh gravity games there was like the i the, remember them yeah like the x games type yeah. thing tony hawk and all those guys so i was there oh, okay. and i'm with my mom and we're walking around 
And I go, holy cow, that's Macho Man Randy Savage right there. Wow. So we run, really? Yeah. Yeah. This had to be 2001, 2002. Uh, His little rap career. Yeah. Right when he's getting started. I think he was doing the promo for it then. So he, uh, <laughs> exactly. So I, we run up to him. We go, Macho Man, Macho Man. And he kind of just gets on his golf cart and starts leaving. We're like, whoa, what the hell just happened? And then he looks back and he goes, he goes, hop on, brother. You know, I don't have the best Macho Man, but he goes, hop on, brother. I'm like, okay. So me and my mom are riding on this golf cart with him. Yeah, and we're like, hey, uh, Macho Man, you know, we thought you were leaving us. He's like, no, man, I got you. He's laughing, giggling. Signed this picture for us, which I still have to this day, and then gave me a fist bump. And I swear, ever since I had that fist bump, Mm -hmm. I've had, like, the gift of the Macho Man. Some some of his powers. I don't know if it was, like, a a whole percentage, but maybe, like, (laughs) 0.01% of the Macho Man. Hey, 0.01% of the Macho Man is, is better than nothing. Exactly, brother. Better so that's – I hope that summed up the question, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. I, you know, and my other question is, you know, your wrestling style, who do you like? Like, who do you – like, you you have your own style or do you like to – I know you said you like to study a lot of moves. Like, yeah. Who do, you, who do you like to – I try to – with my style, especially right now, I'm trying to just do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, you know, because right, I don't want to be – so easily like if someone was watching tape on me i don't want him to go into this match and go okay he's a high flyer guy or he's a powerhouse guy i know how to break him down you know i try to give him a little taste of everything yeah so i throw some athleticism in there you know i'll do something like chris jericho when he was doing you know the drop kicks and just being quick on his feet so i try to do a little bit of that but then you know i get a little flashy i do some more flashy stuff and then you know, I'm just sometimes you just got to punch someone in the face like macho man you know if they're you just got to do it so yeah like I try to keep it unpredictable, you know, but yeah, I always try always, to have the finesse at the bottom. The yeah. Hey, always the best, man. You know, keep them, keep them guessing, man. That's what's going to make you dangerous. If you yes, don't know sir. how to figure them out, man. That's what I'm trying to do. And I will tell you, he's a little bit dangerous. Oh, yeah. Hey, there but, he is. <laughs> but that's that's what the Macho Man would say if he was here living. R.I.P. Macho Man, we do miss you. Rest in peace. But, uh, yeah. My... My my uh my last question for you is is a very simple question. Let's hear it. Outside of AIW, I mean, every everyone has this pinnacle and dream to make it to that company with the three letters that's ran by an old guy who's kind of lost grip of reality. Uh, man, uh, Meek everyone Mahan. has that dream. They they have that dream of making it to the WWE, but now. Now, the wrestling scene is different. Now, you have these indie promotions, Wildfire, taking off. We've seen, we seen what, a, uh, what uh, Impact, ROH, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, the NWA, that's been resurrected. Right. See all these promotions working together. Is, is the WWE the, the goal to get to, or is it more... It's more beneficial to stay inside the indie scene and work together with all these promotions. So I'm going to answer like this. It is great to have a contract and whatnot. I'd love to have that. But like I was saying, Wes Barkley wrestles to put food on the table and I got a really expensive taste. You know, the filet mignon dinners is what I'm all about. So if I want to support that lifestyle and that living, I got to have the big matches and you get the big matches against the superstars in the WWE. So one day, hopefully, I'd love to be there because that's the pinnacle of sports entertainment. So 
that's definitely the goal. There's ways you can live, you know, on the independence, but WWE is the dream, brother. So that so that that is a dream. We do see this. So uh, the 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 rumor that's floating out there is they're gonna try to have an all in two show. Uh, we already know all in one is sold out. If you're not picked up by that company with the three letters, it's ran by an old guy who's lost touch with reality. The last <laughs> name, man, Meek um, Mahat. If you're not picked up, which I don't see why you wouldn't, would you consider being on All In too? I appreciate that, and definitely, definitely, because that's a huge show, maybe the top independent show going right now. Um, besides, I have to say this one. July 27th, Absolution 13, brother. AIW, we're bringing in Scott Steiner. That's going to be the biggest show of the summer, maybe the I year. Wait for this. Yeah, that's going to be huge. But if all in two, the Bucks and Cody Rhodes offer me something, I'm going to have to look at it. I'll look at it twice, and I'll say, let's do it. <laughs> well, look, I definitely, definitely appreciate that. But before, before we wrap up, tell everyone out there, especially those not a part of Barkley Nation, because if you're not a part of Barkley Nation by now, I don't know what you're smoking, but don't pass me that shit. Tell them, JT. But, that's facts. That's facts. <laughs> that is all facts. And just in case you all did not know, we already broke the wall. We're no longer PG. We're TV 14 right now. Oh, oh okay. Shit. Yes, sir. But my, my thing is, to all the people that are not out there, part of Barkley Nation, and they want to join Barkley Nation, tell these people how they can follow you, brother. All right. So I'm on Twitter, at Wes Barkley, keeping it simple. That's where Barkley Nation's been popping off lately. So get there and get checking it out. Instagram, Maserati West, M-A-S-A or E-R-A-T-I. Sorry about that. Maserati West on Instagram. I have a Facebook. I don't really go on it. But July 27th, Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church, Absolution 13. The man, the freak, Scott Steiner's going to be there. It's going to be an unreal show. I'm looking at a couple offers right now. I, might, I may be wrestling. I may not be. Who knows? Either way, I'm going to be there. Let's have a good time. That's where you got to be. Hey, I don't. Well, well, we will be there. Marshall and Mike's will definitely be there. As a matter of fact, I did hear that that show's almost sold out. Yeah, so, it's going uh, quick. It's going quick. Yeah, we oh, better shit. get our tickets ASAP. Yeah. Uh, sure. As soon as we're done here, I'm definitely getting my tickets. Uh, Mr. Ryan Mack, you have anything you want to say? No, man, I think uh, between the three of us, we covered, I, I had questions written down, and we covered all of them, and uh, it was, uh, Wes, it was awesome to have you on the show, and I'm glad you brought up the, the upcoming event, because that is going to be awesome. It's definitely going to sell out. Um, I can't, I hope I get to meet Scott Steiner. I mean, just the stories alone, that I, I have so many things that I'd love to ask him uh, <laughs> for a variety of reasons. Um, if you've ever heard uh, Petey Williams' uh, stories from TNA about traveling with Scott Steiner, <laughs> Uh, and him and Colt Cabana, uh, he did an interview once, and uh, he's uh, not just in the ring. I mean, obviously, he's had like a Hall of Fame career uh, in the ring, which I'd love to see him uh, for the WWE Hall of Fame. I think they're just, I think they're just a little worried about giving old Scott a live mic uh, on the uh, Hall of Fame stage. Yeah. But in any event, um, he's possibly even more legendary outside the ring. So uh, we're trying. I reached out to his contacts. We're trying to get him on the show. Who knows? I can't wait to see a big pop of pump. Yeah, that's that's going to be a sight to see for sure. Hopefully I can eavesdrop on one of those conversations. I'd love to hear what he's got to say. Oh, no problem, brother, anytime. Mr. Dre Bars, any more questions for Mr. West Barkley? Uh, 
No, I'm I'm all I asked the question I wanted to ask again. Thank you for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it, and I definitely can't wait for July 27, man. I, I'm pumped for that. What? Love, love to hear it. I appreciate you guys having me on. You know, this was awesome. Great way to end my weekend. Sunday night, a little nice, you know, nice convo with some great dudes. I love your guys' podcast. You guys are fucking killing it. And there's that PG-14, Thank right? <laughs> Thank oh, you for breaking yeah. the wall Thank again, you. Wes. Thank you, all the kids out there. You could thank Wes for getting your ass kicked because he just dropped another four-letter word that you probably yeah. shouldn't be hearing. Yeah, yeah thank you for the, for the first time ever. I'm not the one who breaks the uh, breaks us the TV. Well, board. hey, we might have to bleep it now. If you guys are putting me on the spot like that, we might have to bleep it out. All right? Oh no, just kidding, man. Oh, <laughs> I'm messing. I'm messing. <laughs> but we're with that being filtered. Said, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Marcel. So twenty-three. Make sure you do go to the next AIW show, which is July 27th. Yes, sir. And, and this is going to be at Our Lady Mount Karma. Yep. You definitely want to be there for Absolution number 13. Uh, Scott Steiner's rumored to be on the card. Not a rumor. It's actually confirmed. He will be on the card. A lot more things popping off on that card. But most of all, make sure you all subscribe to Barkley Nation. Yep. Follow him at West Barkley on Twitter. Maserati West on Instagram. And if you haven't been following already, make sure you follow Marcel Mike's. Very simple on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm Mr. JT, Mr. Six Foot Nine. That's Ryan Mack. That's Ray Bars. Yes, and sir. The voice you just heard right here on this interview on this podcast was Mr. Maserati West Barkley. Yes, sir. So with that being said. Peace out. We love you guys. And we're going to end the show with some AC, DC, back in black. We'll see you. Peace.